Hello everyone, welcome back to the Open Bar Experience. David Dacker, your host. It is the weekend before Christmas 2018. Whatever today's date is, I think it's the 20th, 21st. And um, because it's almost the end of, where well, it is the end of the year, we are about in 2019 almost. Uh, I want to talk about resolutions. Those New Year's resolutions that we make to ourselves, which causes failure. Yeah, failure. Statistically, the uh, majority of New Year's resolutions, majority of people that make the New Year's resolution, uh, give them up by the second week of January. That's pretty fucking sad. In addition to that, I think that a lot of people aren't really even bothering with making the resolutions anymore because it's like, you know, make this year-long resolution, do it for two weeks, and then feel like a failure for the remainder 50 weeks. That really sucks. However, I guess if we probably took more seriously the word, um, you know, resolution, what it comes from, it comes from being resolved, I mean, what is being resolved? That's like m making a firm decision, right? When you resolve to do something, that means that come hell or high water, you're getting this shit done. And that's the reason why, I mean, I, 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 would, I would assume that's, that's a good reason why, uh, as annoying as uh, people's workout pictures are on Instagram and shit like that, not always, sometimes, but not always. But the before and after, I mean, you look at these people that for months of their lives, uh, and sometimes up to a year, they make sure that they uh, do something healthy, active. They lose weight, they get back in shape, um, you know, but they get resolved into doing it. And you see the before and after pictures, and you see the difference. And so... How about if we do some New Year's resolutions that make sense to us? Not the kind of stuff that you're supposed to do, but the stuff that is really, truly makes sense. And what do I mean by that? Well, I mean, for instance, my New Year's resolution is to get back to reading more, specifically reading more of the bar books. I have tons of bar books that I looked over and examined and studied uh, depending on what is it that I needed at the time when I got them for the last five years. But uh, I put them down and I haven't really taken another look at them. And a lot changes in five years. And so you learn a lot. And looking back at old information always gives you new information, a new perspective, more importantly. So that's my New Year's resolution. And it's something that makes sense to me because... For one, I do need to get back to more reading. Unlike some assholes in society and celebrities that think that not reading is the best thing that they can do because they're so they were born just being smart and knowing everything. That's some dumb, stupid shit. You gotta be a dumb motherfucker to 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 believe that. Anyways, point being, reading is good for your mind. Alright? Reading allows you your mind to open up to new ideas, to different ways. And so that's one of the things I want to do. But at the same time, I do feel like it's time to brush up on some old techniques and some old recipes 
and uh given what other endeavors i may have in the <clears throat> excuse me in 2019 that's gonna be very very helpful so second new year's resolution for me is uh more hospitality in general and what i mean by that is one instill it more in training for one and by more i mean i would like more of the consummate bartender and the consummate bartender is and this is not just my opinion this is what it is in the sense that you can't deny this the consummate bartender is the person that uh, listens to you that always has something to say um, that can make your uh, favorite cocktail or drink without judgment that um, will leave you alone it is the person that knows how to control a room it knows how to bounce a motherfucker out of the room if they need to uh, that uh, it's uh, part of the community and that's what a consummate bartender is normally you see this in uh, the people that have been behind the stick for a long time recently I've been seeing it in, in younger bartenders that uh, unlike previous generations of bartenders didn't come into it saying well you know I'm going to do this until uh, my acting career takes off or I'm going to do this until my singing career takes off or I'm going to do this until my painting career takes off or whatever f other fucking thing until I finish school. And then, you know, it's like you haven't been in school in like 10 years. And then uh, so the current generation has come into the business wanting to be a bartender, wanting to be good in this industry. And therefore, I think that they have developed in a different way because their depth of knowledge in cocktails uh, their recipes and techniques were probably the first thing that everyone attacked and that was the the shitty years of the cocktail phase for me and the shitty I mean in the same in the sense of hospitality where you know the cocktail was more important than the customer and uh, we gotten past that and now we have this thing to where I think is people have realized you know people are gonna spend their money where they feel comfortable so now that we have a fair amount of bartenders out there that that do know the recipes, do know the re uh, techniques. They're focusing more on being making uh, people comfortable in the uh, in the environment that they create, and so that is the thing that uh, I am going to focus more on. 2019, it is uh, to provide that type of hospitality. Um, I'm human, just like everybody else. I you know. Some, there are times whenever it's extremely busy or people are just asking for crazy shit and that makes no sense. Like, here you go. I want you to make me this cocktail. They give you the recipe. You make the cocktail with that recipe and they go, I don't like this. Can I get something else? Or did you do it right? All right. You know? <laughs> anyway, so hospitality. Uh, the consummate bartender, um, which I think that uh, reading is is part of all that. Um, so yeah, also a small resolution actually is, is going to be getting rid of all the ums while I do, <laughs> while I do the, uh, the podcast. So remember 
when you're making your New Year's resolution or you're coming up with it, here's the thing. I know it's Christmas time and all, and you have a wish list. Don't confuse the two. Don't let your wish list be your New Year's resolution and vice versa. Or really, like, like, don't. Your New Year's resolution is a decision that you make that you're going to stick to throughout. This is not a wish list. Okay? So let that be clear to yourself. Let's do a cocktail of the week. Cocktail of the week this week is going to be the classic Martinez. And uh, why the Martinez? Well, I like gin and I love vermouth. And um, this is a really. Uh, all right, first off, <laughs> make a couple of, of, of caveats here. I like my Martinez with a uh, modern style, new world style gin. In other words, the more citrusy stuff. I know it's supposed to be there with London Dry, and I like it with the London Dry. Um, but I do like the citrusy, sweeter uh, side of things. And usually I just balance that out with more bitters. Not that much more, just an extra dash. But the Martinez, given that uh, we really don't know where it came from, I'm not even going to get into the uh, history of the Martinez, whether it was a dude named Martinez or the place that is California Martinez during the gold rush. Um, I'm going to go with just the recipe. Put out a recipe there you probably haven't looked at in a while or you're not familiar with. So it is um, two ounces of uh, Tangeray 10, three quarter ounce of uh, Dolan uh, Rouge, uh, sweet vermouth, a uh, quarter ounce of uh, Maraschino liqueur, and uh, two dashes of Reagan's orange bitters. Now, why do I like that? Again, I like the sweet citrusy aspect of it. Uh, Tangeray 10 is a very, very well-made spirit. Um, it's got a very nice structure. The uh, Dolan uh, re um, sweet vermouth has got some nice chamomile notes to it that along with the citrus goes really well with it. And then I garnish it with a, um, a lemon peel. Um, again, very citrusy, but very complex in flavor because of the way that the the sweet vermouth, that particular the Dolan sweet vermouth, and the uh, Tangeray Ten complement one another. Now I'm sure you can find very different, uh, some many different variations of that uh, with vermouth and and gin. Uh, this is the way that I like it um, for people that don't want whiskey. Uh, this is a, a great uh, cocktail. It is lighter than the Manhattan or Red Hook. Definitely way on the other side of Red Hook. Red Hook is, you know, it's got that tomorrow. But um, it is just a nice lighter version of the Manhattan, which I really find refreshing uh, during the warmer time of the year. In a winter time, it, it, it'll hold up in a pinch. Um, depending how cold it is, 
it, it is a fine cocktail, but it is um, boozy and delicious, citrusy, like I said, uh, those um, dark herbal notes on the uh, Dolin Sweet Vermouth uh, complement the, the gin very, very well. So my suggestion is to try that. You can knock it down to an ounce and a half instead of two ounces of the um, of the the Tanqueray Ten, um, but the the two ounces sort of takes away the uh, a bit of the bite of the sweetness of it. Um, and again, uh, to me, it really depends on where my palate palate is that day. I do use a two to one, just like the uh, same recipe as you would have on a Manhattan. A uh, two one two, and again sometimes I do the three quarter ounce on the uh, on the Dolan. But try it out. For those of you that are don't necessarily like the boozy drinks, I'd say go with the one and a half um, on the Tanqueray Ten, three quarter ounce on the uh, Sweet Vermouth, two dashes on the Orange Bitters, and then the, that uh, Lemon Twist. Cheers. So what else is out there? What's going on? Well, downtown Houston uh, is experiencing a boom in uh, food halls. Uh, well, not really a boom. But uh, conservatory has been open for two years. Um, Finn Hall just opened about two weeks ago. And uh, Bravery Chef Hall is going to be opening in uh, mid-January. So that's definitely going to, is, is changing the landscape of uh, food in the, uh, in the downtown area. Because, you know, if you ever walked around in any downtown area, you know, going from this place to that place to the other place, if you don't really know what you want or you don't really know the places, you know, the places sometimes put a menu out in front um, on display for you to take a look at. That way you don't have to go in, sit down, and then go like, oh, this isn't what I want. Hey, thanks, but no, no thanks. And then you walk out and waste everyone's time, including yours. Food halls are interesting because you just go into the one place and you have multiple choices in in food. And uh, nowadays... It's kind of like the food court at the at the mall. M main difference here is that you have independent uh, vendors so far in Houston. Um, actually, Finn Hall is a little different than that. All right, but let me go back. And and I guess I'm I'm thinking more conservatory because that's the first food hall that I've been uh, exposed to. And so you have one, you have alcohol, and two, you have the different vendors. So. That started off as to having like food trucks that uh, wanted a brick and mortar and uh, they only had to be there for a couple of years. And then um, with that there, you have the wine bar and then you have the beer that now also has whiskey. So that's more of an uh, adult food court <laughs> uh, known as a food hall. So the Bravery Chef Hall is going to be the one that has the chefs right there in front of you. So essentially, it's the same, uh, a similar space as the uh, the other food halls have, 
So a small space where someone is at the counter serving you. And so in the in the food hall, the bravery food chef hall, uh, the chefs are going to be there and they're going to be the ones uh, serving you. So you're going to be have the opportunity to sit at the counter um, and have the chef present the food to you exactly the way the way that they uh, imagined it. Um, you know, that's a big deal because as when you're in charge of coming up with the ideas, you're in charge of um, planning every single detail on the thing that you do. In this case, we're talking food and, and, and beverage, right? So if you, for a bartender, a bar manager, a beverage director, a creative director, whatever the title is, you're the person in charge of planning these things. You're planning the food menu, the the food menu. You, you're planning your drink menu, right? Because you want a variety of drinks. Then you're uh, planning the recipes. You want to make sure that it uh, it's uh, has a broad appeal within the category that it is. In other words, it, you know, for lack of better or broader, well, anyways, let, let's use the old-fashioned and uh, margarita as an example. You know, you, you want those, the old-fashioned, to have a broad appeal within the category that it is. It's a boozy drink, whiskey drink. Then the margarita, you want it to have a broad appeal within the category that it is, which is a, a, um, a tequila sour. Daisy. And so, without geeking out on that, my point being that uh, a lot of, off, too often, uh, the people that are there, because you can't serve everyone all the time, you need time off, and you're on your own well, or you're doing other things, sometimes you have staff members that uh, cut corners in the wrong place, you know, they don't put the right garnish on there, they don't put in the right glass, uh, they don't shake it long enough, they shake it too short, you know, uh, too long, um, you know, all these little things that f fall through the cracks. And so it's if with chefs, it happens a lot, um, you know, because waiters have some very particular tendencies, um, mainly not giving a shit about anything except, you know, anyways. Um, and I, by the way, I waited tables for 13 years. I know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but it's, it's sometimes in the rush of getting people what they want, you don't give them what they ordered. Okay, so if they order something off the menu with a particular description and you know, there's a particular chef and he's presenting it a certain way, then that's what people ordered. Okay, so that's the difference here at the Bravery Chef Hall is that the chef is right there in front of the customer where it's going to be served. They're the one putting out the food, which again, you would think that that's what happens all the time. But, you know, they're human. They need time off. <laughs> Okay, sometimes they run to the fridge to grab stuff and, you know, people pull stuff off the pass before it's ready. And um, so anyways, sorry about that. I got on my soapbox there for a second. But it's the frustration of many, many, many years of seeing a lot of dumb shit happen for no good reason. Point being that when you have the chef, the, the person who creates it and plans it, a certain way is there to present it the experience is different because the fact of the matter is that 
they care about what they're putting in front of you from A to Z because it represents uh, not just them but their creative process and they, their creative capabilities that it, that to a creative person is, is extremely uh, important alright ladies and gentlemen that is the show for today again uh, for all you Houstonians uh, yoga for servers or bartenders or industry yoga $10 drop in Tuesdays uh, through Fridays at 12 p.m. Uh, it is the uh, Montrose Yoga Co-op, 701 Richmond Avenue, uh, Suites 260. And the website is Montrose Yoga Co-op. All one word. Make sure that you uh, taking care of yourself, taking care of each other. And remember, keep the conversation going. Please make sure to subscribe uh, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Overcast. Also, check out the website, openbar.space. Uh, put some time into that, making it look good for you and uh, nice and fun. Something that I can get more involved in in uh, 2019. So, comment, like, subscribe.